with this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from quarterback Steven Montez, linebacker Rick Gamboa, and head coach Mike McIntyre. First, we have quarterback Steven Montez, and we will open it up to questions. So Washington State gets a lot of credit for their offense. Uh, their defense is actually pretty good, too. What are you seeing out of their defense, and is it any different this year than now they've got the new defensive coordinator? Um, I mean, I think they're doing a few of – I mean, a few different things, but I mean, they're doing mainly the same things they're going to do like they did last year. Um, they've got some good athletes in the secondary. I think they're a little bit smaller than what we've been playing up front, but I mean, they're still a very good defense, and uh, we need to prepare very hard if we want to be successful against them. You know how hard it is to succeed as a quarterback at this level. Washington State just plugs new guys in every year. Growing up in Texas, did you watch some of those leads? What's in your opinion of what he's been able to do with the quarterback? I think I think I think he's a great coach. I think he does a great job in that system. I mean, they air the rock out all the time. So I mean, I think he does a great job, and, and they've had great quarterbacks. Luke Falk was a great quarterback last year uh, that played for him as well. And then Gardner Minshew obviously is a very very elite quarterback. So I mean, I think it's good. They got a good offense. They got a good defense. They're a very good team. We've got to be prepared for them to come into Folsom, and and we got to play our best football. Stephen, that defensive line runs a lot of stunts and a lot of weird movement inside, how hard is that for a quarterback to, to look there and even take a guess on where that guy's coming from? I mean, we're, they do do a lot of that stuff, a lot of those movements and a lot of those stunts and twists and whatnot and stems before we snap the ball. Um, but, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's more difficult for the offensive line because a lot of the times those guys, when they're moving and stemming, they're yelling things like move, stem, or something to get those guys to go. And, it's, I, I mean, it's tough to sit there and, and hold your water and – when they're yelling all that stuff in your face, so I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge for our guys. But I think we got we got some guys that have played a lot of football, and I think they're up for the challenge. Seems like every week you guys lose a wide receiver, and maybe have one back. Some guys are day to day. Is that is that does that make any difference for you? Do you just throw it to the guy that's open, no matter what number he's got on? Yeah, I just go through my progressions, go through my reads, and and just throw to the guy that's open. Throws throw where the defense tells me to throw the ball. Um, it doesn't really matter who's out there. I mean, we've got we've got a lot of capable receivers that can go out there and make plays. So uh, just whenever they're open, I'm going to get them the ball. a lot of movement uh, with personnel on the offensive line this year. Uh, it's kind of been a struggling unit at times. Uh, how much has that impacted you and kind of affected uh, your ability to you know, stay in the pocket or, or make right decisions? I mean, I mean, people think O-line is an easy position, and the reality of it is it's not. It's a very difficult position to play. I mean, those guys are wrestling, and I don't know if anybody's wrestled in here, but wrestling's difficult, and they're doing it every single play, and they're not doing it with small guys. They're doing it with big D linemen. So, I mean, they got a difficult job, and I've got to do a better job as well of staying in the pocket. There were some times where they were giving me a good pocket, and I, I was getting a little quick-feeted and trying to get out of there, uh, but I need to do a better job of staying in there and just keeping my eyes downfield and then delivering. So I think a lot of it's on me as well. Anything else for Steven? Awesome. Thanks, Steven. Appreciate you guys. All right. Up next, we'll have linebacker Rick Gamboa and 
up to questions. Don't be shy. Sure, you guys have not been very successful against running teams, but you have an opportunity here. And how much do you guys look at this and get excited about the opportunity you have here to upset a top two team coming into Folsom? Uh, I think it's always a good opportunity. I think everybody's excited. Uh, it's one of those brick games that we, we always uh, have on the wall. So I think everybody uh, very excited to have Washington State come in. And I think just having that crowd having him playing in Folsom definitely does help. on this team after four straight losses how do you kind of keep everybody even keeled uh i think the main thing is just keep keep pushing keep grinding uh all four games have been close games it's not like we've gotten blown out or and we know all, all games we had a chance to win just little details little corrections we need to make just and just kind of preaching that in practice just making sure everybody's doing the right things everybody's uh focusing everybody's focusing meetings asking questions uh may not making the same mistakes over and over again. So just making sure we keep improving and just knowing that we've had a chance every week, so we just got to keep grinding. Rick, what do you think are the big, uh, big concerns, big uh, obstacles against this Washington State offense? Uh, I mean, their quarterback's one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now. He's playing lights out. Uh, he, all, all the, Basically, everybody on their offense is, is a weapon. They get everybody the ball, whether it's their running backs, receive all they rotate receivers in and out, so basically anybody they have on the field is a, a threat, a weapon, and the, and the old line's good, and they give the quarterback time to make throws, and he, the quarterback leads the offense. He gets the, he gets the receivers in the right position, throws good balls where their receivers want to catch, and he controls he controls the game from. He doesn't run a ton. I don't think he has a ton of rushing yards, but you talk about what you see with him as far as making plays with his speed. He's, Avoided sacks all year. How different of a challenge is he as opposed to like a Khalil Tate as like that? Uh, I, he's not the biggest like threat running, but with him, him and his feet and him being able to avoid sacks, definitely does make a make it a threat. Because then when it gets into a type of scramble drill where you receivers start following the quarterbacks instead of just running their typical route, kind of kind of just find a window, find a space, get open. And, that turns into a problem of make sure we latch on, make sure we stay in coverage and uh, do do your job. And same with the D-line, just whenever they have a chance to get a sack or just stay in their rush lanes and not let them out the pocket and just uh, prevent giving them a lot of time. Rick, as you head down this home stretch here, is there a little more sense of urgency being a senior and what you can leave as a legacy with the guys you came in with this team? Uh, I would definitely say there is a big sense of urgency. Uh, we got three games left. Uh, seniors, we got two games left in Folsom. So I think there's a big sense of urgency of what we want to do and what we want to accomplish in these last three games. Anything else for Rick? Is there more pressure on the linebackers than the D-line because the back guys haven't been playing as well as they should have? Do you guys feel more pressure to get to the quarterback faster than... Uh, I wouldn't say there's more pressure. I think just, I think there's just bigger focus uh, up front of getting get, getting more pressure to the quarterback uh, for the D line, getting to make sure he doesn't have all that time in the pocket. But I think as linebackers, our more, uh, more focus is being able to get get more depth and help help the secondary out more, uh, not 
not leaving them out one on one in coverage of the whole entire game. So I think just being able to, to give them give them some space, give them some some breather uh, on the underneath, underneath routes, and not have them have to jump everything definitely does help for the, help them. Are you guys changing your coverage because the lack of ability in the, uh, by the DBs to, to cover? I mean. Uh, I wouldn't say we're changing our coverage. I think we're just cha- uh, might uh, change a little, a few things here and there. But I think for the most part, everything's pretty much stayed the same. I think it's just uh, putting more of a focus of us helping, whether it's jamming a receiver or uh, just getting more depth on routes and seeing uh, seeing routes in order in order to help the safeties, so they don't always have to stay on on the inside routes. They can give the corner some help. So I think just overall, just just getting some uh, depth and just helping helping the secondary more. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. First of all, you can't ask a question if you didn't vote. Seriously. I think all American citizens should vote. Um, So, uh, yeah. um, uh, Today, our guys worked hard today. um, And I'll tell you one thing, our guys are excited about playing in this game Saturday at 130 in Boulder on ESPN against uh, number eight team in the country. Um, they're a really good football team, and our guys are excited about playing in this game, and it's going to be a fun day. So I'll take any questions at this time. Nobody's seen? Nobody voted? I voted. <laughs> good, good. Um, Coach, I know you've had some, some of your first teams here at Colorado, obviously struggled. Uh, those seasons, but for you and your coaching tenure, has this been as difficult, especially as balanced against the expectations? Has this been as, as difficult a stretch as you've encountered as far as getting a, a team out of a tailspin? Yeah, it, it's, it's been tough. You know, we set the expectations high. We played really well. Um, you know, I cannot control game day injuries. You know, we've had no injuries in practice. We had one injury in practice that was a uh, tweaked calf. Um, and so we, we've practiced well, we've done well. Um, we've just had a rash of injuries throwing guys out there. And that makes it tough uh, when you're playing really good football teams and you have key, key, key players go down. Um, but as I've always said, nobody cares. Um, you still have to find a way to win. And uh, we've been close in the last three, just didn't get it done. So hopefully um, we will get it done Saturday. About that tweaked calf, uh, Derrickson playing a little bit. Uh-huh. Is he 100%? Yeah, he's back to 100%. He, you know, when the the first game he came back, you know, he didn't practice till like Thursday, so he was, you know, hadn't gone completely full speed till we, you know, threw him out there. You know, he he was freed. He was, um, you know, the trainers released him, the doctors released him, um, but he hadn't done a, you know, full fledged practice, hard practice. So, uh, we were, and then he went out there and did okay in the game. But last, you know, he's he's healthy and ready to roll. I don't know how much you've been following, but Gardner mentioned went from being a guy who was pretty much getting groomed for a coaching role to the nation's leading passer. What are your thoughts on his journey? Uh, he's done really well. Um, he makes all the right throws. He's from Brandon, Mississippi. I know right where he's from. I used to recruit in that area when I was at Ole Miss. Um, uh, that's a football area right there, and uh, right outside of Jackson. Uh, he's uh, um, he. You know, he has mobility. He's making throws. Um, you know, his offensive line is really good. I think their offensive line is, has gotten better every year. I think their offensive line is the best offensive line they've had since um, we've gone against Washington State. And so I think that uh, overall his team's really good, and I think he's executing the offense really well, and he makes a lot of plays. You've often talked about the DBs, the corners, like finishing uh-huh. the play, and that's kind of the key to the whole thing. 
How yep. hard is that aspect of it to learn? Uh, it's uh, you just gotta it's, you gotta be able to do it under pressure. Um, it's kind of like finishing a layup under pressure, you know, making a three pointer under pressure. You know, it's, it's that type of situation. Um, and uh, you know, we've seen glimpses of it that they've done well. Then we've seen others that haven't. Um, uh, you know, so it's just been, kind of been um, you know a little bit of hit and miss. Hopefully, we hit more this week than we miss. Coach, is there is there any uh, resemblance of, of strength or extra drive that can be found with your guys just playing a ranked opponent at home in a game that increasingly is going to get into the uh, do or die territory? Uh, well, you know, I think they last week they came out with tons of energy and, and played extremely hard. Um, they just made more plays than we did. We needed to make more plays, um, and so I'm, I'm I. I see this team. Every, this team has always come out and played hard, um, and so I, I ex expect them to do that. And and uh, they have great energy with each other. They care about each other, um, and I think they'll play uh, extremely hard. And our goal is to play extremely hard and make sure we get one more point than the opponent does. That's why we didn't finish that off the last couple of weeks. From a defensive perspective, what about the air raid offense makes it so hard to stop? Well, um, I, th I think number one, um, they you know the quarterback is the key. Um, he knows where to go with the ball. He can make all the throws from one hash to the other sidelines. He can make the deep throws. Um, and then um, number two, um, their execution of it. Um, they're very good at executing what they do. And and I think you know I, again their offensive line, nobody hardly gets near him very much. Um, they do an excellent job. The offensive line's big and athletic, and um, they've done a good job with those guys. And uh, I've, I've been very impressed with that offensive line. So that's helping that flow like they want it to flow. Granted, you have had a lot of injuries, but after four straight losses, what do you change from a coaching standpoint? Well, every game it's different because you play different offenses, you play different defenses. So you scheme up with what's in your system that we feel like will attack their schemes the best. So that's what we've done this week. And uh, um, hopefully it works well. Um, so we've changed up different schemes to affect the air raid, change up different schemes that affect their, their defense, their blitzing, stunning defense, stuff that's within our system. We don't create anything brand new because you do that, it falls apart on Saturday. Um, so that's what we've done. I yep. just want to go over um, some injuries. Uh, KD? Uh, yeah, he's still day-to-day. Do -day. you have any hope? I'll, they'll let me know. Um, hopefully we'll know tomorrow or the next day. Um, so we'll see. Then uh, Bo Bichrat? Uh, he's day-to-day, -to -day too. Um, what do you expect to see, Alex? Alex Kinney? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, we, we might be red-shirting Alex. Um, he has two games that he could play so um, and still keep the red shirt under the new rule. Um, right now, we don't plan on playing him Saturday. Okay. Then um, the James stuff now? Uh-huh. We plan on kicking Tyler Francis right now. Yeah. How is he doing? Uh, he's doing okay. He hadn't been able to practice. So. No. And then LaVisca? Uh, uh, he's day-to-day. -day. What, what exactly is that injury? Um, he has a turf toe situation. So it's a tendonitis it's a, all I know is turf toe. Okay. And do you feel that this team was really that different with LaVisca playing? Well, I think when you take a Heisman Trophy candidate out of your picture, it's a big deal. 
Um, you know, we've taken Rashawn Salam off the 94 team. I don't know. They might have been still really good. They had a lot of great players. Uh, but you take a Heisman Trophy candidate out at the time when he left, and he was leading the country in every category, kind of like Minshew. Take Minshew out, might change um, Washington State. So we haven't had our best football player on the field, and you know, really for five and a half games, you know, since halfway through the uh, USC game. So he only played five and a half games. And then just one more. Um, do you feel that, uh, do you get the sense now at the team, including all the injuries, that maybe you were overachieving in the beginning of the year? No, I don't think we were overachieving at all. I think we had a really good football team, and I think that we've lost three really close games. We got beat up a little bit in the USC game. Um, but the other three games, I think we definitely could have won. I mean, there's no doubt. If you watch the games, we could have won all three games, um, and we didn't. Um, and, uh, you know, there's key components in there. I, you know, um, Nebraska game was a heck of a game, but if we don't have Visca and Jay at those games, we don't win those games. You know, so, I mean, those, and we don't have those guys right now. So we've got to find different ways, and the other guys got to step up. And uh, that's just, that's part of life, that's part of football. You know, in 16, we had the only guy that got banged up a little bit was Cepho. And Steven was good enough to come in and take care of Nobody else got banged up the entire year. Every one of those dudes played the entire year. You know, every one of the pro players, every one of them, they didn't miss a game. So you've got to stay healthy the best you can. But also, like I said, nobody cares. you got to find a way to win. And uh, so we'll, we'll hopefully we'll find a way to win Saturday. I think the kids that have played more now have gotten a little better. You know, I think Rake Straw's gotten a little better. I think that... Um, you know, Jawan's back healthy and a little better. Um, Brady Russell's gotten better. You know, so I can just keep naming different guys. They've all gotten a little bit better. Um, uh, KBon's gotten better. You know, they had to play more. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, Jalen Jackson's gotten a little better. So hopefully all their games have gotten a little bit better, which will help us get over the hump. That's what we're hoping. Hey, Coach, at the end of the ASU game, you guys went on a tremendous clock-killing drop. Yep. Seven, seven and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen that since. Is there mm -hmm. something in the game plan that you guys want to score quick or are you not? No, with that situation, we were trying to run the clock out. Um, that was the whole premise of that situation. Um, and uh, we were able to do that. Um, you know, we had um, Chris Bounds was out there, a healthy tight end, along with Brady, and uh, we're doing good. And then Visca made two big third down catches. Um, for us to keep that drive alive. and So I thought the offensive line did a good job in there. We mixed it up. Um, so we were trying to do that to, to run out the clock. We, um, we had a pretty good drive against Oregon State there and then had the holding call where the game was over. If you all don't remember correctly, we, we quarterback scrambled. Game's over. Got the ball on the three-yard line. We can run the clock out, and we have a holding call on the backside um, and uh, changes it. So, and we kept the ball on that drive, I think. We got it with nine minutes, and I think there was two minutes left. And if we would have done that, we would have kept the ball for nine full minutes. So that penalty killed us on that situation. So, um, but I'd like to be ahead to be able to try to do that again. Um, I think we can, because um, we've done it twice now in those type of situations. Um, just had the holding penalty that hurt us on that. Um, but the other, um, the other games, we've been trying to come from behind you know, in a situation, try to go score. Coach, during the good start, this team was was very good in the second half and in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter. We haven't seen that of late. 
uh, I don't know if it's an oversimplification, but is there a way to get back to that kind of finishing strong? Yeah, um, definitely. I, I don't think it's oversimplification. You need to play well in the fourth quarter if you want to win tight ball games. Um, and uh, haven't played as well in the fourth quarter um, as we would like for one reason or the other. Um, but that's definitely something we need to do. We need to, to finish off a, a, a game um, and, and do that. We're going to have some opportunities here in these next three games um, to be able to do that, and we've got to come through and do that. Like he was talking about, there'll be a time we need to hold the ball and finish the game off. There'll be a time we've got to come from behind and go score and win it, and uh, we need to do that. And uh, we haven't done that the last um, few weeks. Um, that's something we definitely need. We've done it in the past, and we can do it again. Came from behind against Nebraska, and we – held it against ASU and you know so I think those were uh, examples of that we've done both of those so we, we've done it in the past we can do it again so we're going to you're exactly correct we need to do it one way or the other uh, in these next games which will, will be big for us to win them. Is that an edge that the, the team has lost though? No I don't think it's an edge they've lost I um, like I said we would have done it in the Oregon State game and we had a holding penalty on the back side of a, a play um, and so that hurt us there. Um, so they had the mentality to do it. They were keeping it to do it. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, we drove down in the Arizona game and, um, you know, threw a pick in the end zone. But we made a, we were down there. We moved it. Um, that was, uh, you know, what happened there. So we didn't finish them off like we needed to. So I thought the essence of it was there. I thought the effort was there. I didn't think there was doubt that we could do it. Um, we just didn't execute in a, in a critical situation. One was a holding and one um, we kind of threw it up for grabs there, um, trying to make a play, so to speak, um, that hurt us a little bit. We've seen Nate Lambert make a ton of plays yep. this season. But on third downs, nickel packages, he mm -hmm. comes off the field. What he doesn't come off the field all the time. Also, Nate Lambert is really beat up. He doesn't even practice all week. Um, he has to wear a blue jersey. He can't touch anybody, hit anybody. So we're trying to preserve Nate Lamman, so I don't lose Nate Lamman too. Um, so there's reasons we do it. Um, and, uh, but he doesn't come out every third down, but he does come out some on those situations. You know, Drew Lewis is a you know, 10, 800-meter guy, really played well for us in the, in the nickel package at Jack Backer, um, can cover wide receivers and backs. You've seen him do that. Um, so that's a strength of, um, of Drew. And also, you know, Nate plays so many plays. You know, we'd like to get Rick out a little bit. He plays so many plays. Um, and uh, so we kind of try to rotate those guys, and that was one way we felt like we could um, preserve Nate because Nate's hitting so many people, making so many. You can only give, dish out so many hits and take so many to stay healthy for, we hope, a ton of games, you know, especially 12 games. So that's one of the reasons. Um, and also um, keeping Drew available inside, which we've had to do when we've had injuries where Drew's had to go inside. Um, and uh, so that keeps him fresh in there to get our next best player on the field if something happened to one of our inside guys. Coach, just wondering, uh, maybe a little off topic, you opened with the uh, reference to Election Day. Yeah. Obviously today. Um, is that something you, 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 you tell your athletes to get out and vote? You know, maybe not getting into issues or candidates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, but do you no. encourage them to, to get out and vote? Yeah, we uh, do encourage them to get out and vote. Um, you know, they have the, the different things on the college campuses. And a lot of, some of the kids have to do absentee valids, of course, back to their – and I think it's important. Um, you know, I think if you want to have a – a voice in your country and you want to be able to stand up for certain rights, you better vote. I think if you don't vote, you don't have a right to say anything. I really don't. 
Um, and so, uh, because that's, that's the way our country's built. And uh, I love our country, I love um, what it stands for, what, how it was built, how it was on, and I think that uh, that's an important part for everybody to be involved um, in our country, and that, that, to me, that's one way you can do it. Sometimes you feel like, well, my vote really doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it does. You know, your vote does matter. And I think it also makes you put your values and your responsibilities and your, what you care about out there when you vote, too. So then I think you can stand up for certain things and believe in certain things, and that's what's made our country great. We don't all have to agree all the time, um, but I think that's what's moved our country forward, and I think that voting's a tremendous part of it, and I think all American citizens should vote. Sounds like a good one to end on. Thanks, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day.